Welcome to the Ball and Breakfast Podcast. We're back um, post-NFL draft. Uh, if you were with us on our last couple of episodes, we, number one, we outlined, um, you know, just past trades within the NFL draft. So just a history lesson for everybody out there and GMs alike. If you're, you know, doing your, your uh, due diligence, rolling up your sleeves and drafting, you, know, you can learn from some of those lessons in episode one. Um, the second episode we did was actually projecting uh, where we thought players would go within the first round and talking about select teams. So if you haven't heard those episodes yet of this three-part series, um, you can check us out anywhere. We're on you know, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, we're on YouTube for those who want to view us in video. Uh, Instagram is where we house you know, the majority of our social media content. We're also um, live on Twitter as well. So you know, if you like what you're hearing, um, you know, any likes, any comments, any subscriptions are also helpful for us. Um, we'd love to mix it up with you guys, you know, further in the comments. So, uh, you know, keep bringing those comments in. We're enjoying them. Um, but as part of this uh, third part of this series, we're just going to kind of review, you know, some winners and losers uh, from this year's draft. You know, any sort of uh, glaring needs that are still left on, uh, unmet by these teams and then kind of looking at what's ahead for free agency and next season. So, with that, I'm just going to kick it over to Wayne uh, to tell him, you know, all of us who his first winner was in this year's draft. Thanks, Pat. Yeah. Oh man, this was this was an entertaining draft. I'd say. Um, I feel like you know, if I have a kid and everything, I'll be like, all right, you're going to be a wide receiver. I think that's the biggest biggest takeaway out of all this. Um, I think so. In terms of winners, though, I mean, I think there were two notable ones for me. But I'll go with the first one. Um, uh, it's got to be the Jets. I think they just, they nailed it. Uh, you know, and it's hard, it's hard for anybody to say the Jets nailed the draft, but I think they nailed it. I think, you know, Sauce Garner, I was a big fan of, um, you know, uh, probably in my opinion, the best cornerback. I think he was uh, the second, but yeah, second taken, but uh, number one in my book in terms of overall cornerbacks in the draft. Uh, so I think, you know, they got the number one cornerback, you know, listed there. And then they also got uh, the number one, uh, I think what a lot of people has uh, number one wide receiver in Garrett Wilson. So, you know, two, number one, number two uh, players in their positions. And you're talking about wide receiver cornerbacks. So like those are like some of the top uh, positions you want the top people on. So, um, you know, those are playmaking positions. So I think they nailed it there. And then, you know, uh, trading up into the first round to get Jermaine Johnson, who you know, a lot of people projected to him like top 15. Uh, nice edge rushers so they really solidified their defense more so on there um, and then adding in some tight end help with Rucker uh, Max Mitchell too uh, I mean you know a lot of I think PFF has a good grade on him Clemens too good DE so I, I think they just nailed it out of the ballpark oh yeah and then also the running back Brees Hall who I think was also the number one running back too in the draft so it's like you know who like which, which do they have a bad pick? I don't know if they had a bad bad pick at all. I think they were all solid. Um, Pat, what do you think about the Jets? Like, do they actually do good at this thing? I feel like they've they've shifted shifted the tide here. Unbelievable. I mean, that one was knocked right out of the park when I was watching the draft. Um, you know, I had uh, Jermaine Johnson going number seven overall. I think you know perhaps that was a little bit you know of an overestimation, but I think you know reading some of the you know, analyst reports and some of the mock drafts I saw, I mean, there was a lot of helium around, you know, just this athletic ability and just, you know, maybe his ability to just break out as a, as a pro. So, 
to kind of get him at the end of the first round when, you know, like you were saying, most were projecting him inside top 15, at least. I mean, that's a steal in its own right. Uh, not to mention you just get, you know, home run hitters, I think with Ahmad Gardner and then Garrett Wilson, like you're saying too. Um, and in today's day and age, and I think you mentioned this on the last episode, when we talked about running backs, you know, you're getting a, a bona fide, you know, probably a, you know, first uh, one of three round fantasy, you know, running backs, you know, uh, projections there with Brees Hall. So it's like you're bringing in some playmakers at some very important positions for Zach Wilson. You know, um, their GM has been catching, you know, a lot of flack, you know, going from last year to this year, just in terms of, you know, reorganizing, you know, that team, you know, post, um, you know, trading their safety, uh, Jamal Adams, you know, getting a bunch of draft capital, but, you know, really, um, you know, having to make smart selections here, um, you know, working with, uh, you know, some of the capital, you know, financially that he's gotten, you know, going into this year. And, and, and honestly, um, you know, kind of looking at what I had projected with a trade uh, to the 49ers for, you know, potentially Debo Samuel, I think, I think this makes a lot more sense for them. I think their, you know, window to compete is still, you know, maybe a, a year or two more away than the other, you know, teams in their division. And maybe this is a great chance for them to just say, you know, we're building an absolute foundation and culture of homegrown players that are going to be ours and only ours. We're not going to draft, you know, you know, or I guess trade, you know, a handful of picks that we absolutely need, you know, just to, you know, put a bandaid on a, on a bleeding wound. So I think with that, they, they just nailed it on all those marks and uh, they're hearing the praise so far. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I like those points. And yeah, I, I think they're, I think their whole thing is like, let's make it so that Zach Wilson like can't actually fuck this up. I think that's the whole thing. <laughs> let's surround him with talent. Let's have a good defense. We have a defensive mind coach. So he can take care of that. You know, let's get, uh, let's get him some weapons. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, was it the, the left tackle, Mekhi Becton actually, you know, uh, doesn't, isn't fat, <laughs> completely fat and uh, can actually uh, do all that. I think there's reports. He was like five or 400 pounds or something like that um, this off season. So it's like, all right, let's, let's go on that treadmill a little bit, you know? So, um, but if they can, you know, solidify that, uh, uh more so, uh, get, get, you know, maybe get some more weapons in there, there, maybe some offensive alignment help just to make sure it's solidified. You know, I, it's, it's, it's hard not to be like, Hey, I, I want the jets to actually do well, I think, you know, so <laughs> they do a lot of, they had a great draft and yeah, I'm looking forward to what the rest of they're going to be doing, I think in the off season. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good that the Jets didn't jet because I thought that they would jet at some point in this yeah. draft and they just they seriously let it just come to them. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the takeaway lessons I've learned from this draft specifically because, you know, with a let's say a quarterback uh void in the first round kind of kind of draft, it really, you know, made mm-hmm. the team just stay focused on who are the best players out there. Yeah. You know, let's not do anything super crazy. I mean, some did, but like let's not mm-hmm overstep our bounds here on players that don't deserve to fall in these slots. And, and I think yeah. they want every slot that they, you know, were given. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I don't think they overdrafted. I think that that's the whole thing. Um, you know, a lot of teams <clears throat> in the first round, uh, there was that run, I think with wide receivers, right. That they were just kind of going left and right, left and right. Um, and then some teams were trading up and all. Um, and it was like, wait, does, does this make sense for this person to be, to be drafted at this position, uh, especially for wide out and, you know, I guess this whole off season got people a little panicked, you know, with all the, the transactions with at wide out, it's like, Oh, we need to like get our own guy and get him under team control and all. 
um, before he demands like $30 million or something like that. So, um, you know, it's, it's nuts, but, uh, I, I think, you know, the Jets specifically just were like, you know what? Yeah. We're not going to overdraft. We're going to stick our ground. You know? Yeah. They traded up for Jimmy and Johnson. We totally made sense there in the later first, first round. So, um, I think it was, uh, yeah, I think they, they, uh, hit the ball in the, uh, the ballpark here. So, yeah, for sure. Um, did you want to close out with another winner? Yeah, let me see. So my favorite draft team, my AFC team, the Ravens, uh, uh, I, it was my next winner there. Um, best safety, uh, best, you know, center, granted center, maybe not the most glamorous position. Uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, I think Glennonbaum, like a lot of people project, he's going to be like, I don't know, a Hall of Famer or like, you know, he's like the best center prospect in like a decade or something like that. Like, so, you know, I, I think that's great. Uh, Hamilton, like, you know, a six, four, two twenty, And then like, you know, uh, can has large range, uh, for safety of his size. So, you know, he's definitely a playmaker. A lot of people had him as like the top, one of the top five, um, prospects in this entire draft, you know, it's just the, kind of, I guess the devaluation of the safety position a little bit more so, but, you know, for the Ravens, it's very much an important position that secondary, holy cow is, is awesome now. So, um, you know, they don't have a weakness whatsoever in that secondary with, uh, with Humphrey now Marcus Williams, uh, Marcus Peters, uh, now, and now, uh, Kyle Hamilton. So, and you have Chuck, Chuck Clark and, uh, as the backup now. So it's like, you know, what, what, what are you going to go at him at? So, you know, I think it was awesome. They ended a punter in the fourth round too. So they also got the top rank, at least, you know, draft wise punter there uh, instead of the punt God, which I think a lot of people were surprised, but you think he will arise. I think he went like third or he was like the third or fourth punter. So, um, you know, maybe not totally out, out of this world, uh, but you know, uh, fourth round punter, uh, set that off. I think there were a couple punters or the next punter was drafted, I think three spots afterwards. So, you know, I, I think they played that well. Ojabo, uh, you know, he may not play this year, but you know, he's, uh, I think a lot of people projected him top 15 pick, um, in this draft. So it's like, uh, and he knows Mike McDonald, the DC now, uh, for the Ravens, like him and OA, I think there were teammates, I think I read it or something like that or some crazy thing like that. Um, so he's very familiar with the people at you know, the Ravens organization. Um, yeah, I, that's, that's an awesome pick, a great value. Uh, you know, yeah, he's coming off an injury, but I think it was an Achilles uh, during the combine. Um, but, you know, Hey, these days, uh, medical, uh, you know, the uh, medical recovery is a lot faster and just a lot better overall, especially when you're young. So, um, you know, hoping he recovers and, you know, if he can, kind of get back to form like that is a that is a team uh him and Owe uh you know th- they might want to add up maybe another um uh pass rusher just to you know make sure that uh, a job is void isn't completely missed you know, for this season but you know I, I think that's a good thing that's a that's a great uh draft pick uh in terms of value there um uh, Falale too at right tackle like Holy cow, they got, you know, that uh monstrosity of of a right tackle. Um, you know, I know they signed Moses uh and and then also um they have Ronnie Staley at left tackle. Uh, but you know, the Ravens battled a lot of injuries injuries, uh, both in the secondary and the offensive line. So I think this is just a good value in terms of depth uh provided there. 
Um, and they also added some cornerbacks, cornerback help too. Um, the, the cornerback from Alabama, uh, you know, he, uh, I think a lot of people projected him to uh, maybe go up a little bit higher. He was just highly rated. So overall, like, I don't, I, I don't know if I can see uh, necessarily a bad take on here in terms of the drafts. Uh, they, it was interesting to get a couple of tight ends as well. So, you know, I think for the Ravens, they're like, Hey, everybody's paying their uh, wide outs, you know, 20 million, $30 million like with uh, Hollywood Brown and all like, let's go the other direction. Let's get some tight ends. You know, they'll be a little bit frugal, but at the same time, uh, we saw when Lamar Jackson had his MVP season, right? Uh, he utilized the tight ends a, a lot more uh, other than just um, Mark Andrews also utilized uh, Hayden Hurst and uh, Boyle too. So it's like, yeah, let's load up on tight end a little bit more. Uh, let's let's let the wide receivers play out that we drafted the previous couple of years. Bateman's now probably going to be, uh, you know, his his stock definitely went up uh, in terms of fantasy value. So, um, you know, got DuVernay approach. Uh, and I think they're solid at wide out. They might, I think they might add a veteran. I think is actually what I heard read uh, or heard Harbaugh say. So, you know, I think, you know, in terms of the drafts, I, I, again, uh, these guys are, these guys know what they do. Eric DaCosta knows what he's doing. So, but yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think from what I've heard from from the Ravens draft was each pick was just maximizing value at the pick. And, you know, Kyle Hamilton uh, going at safety at 14. I mean, a lot of people projected him to be maybe one of the best talents in the whole draft. And I think a lot of it was based on other teams' philosophies with safeties and thinking that, you know, maybe maybe it's the, you know not worth, uh, you know, first-round pick depending on, you know, what you value more, whether it's an edge or a wide receiver, something of the sort. So it's kind of like the Ravens are like, all right, you guys all want to punt on the best, you know, maybe playmaker in this entire draft. We'll take them. We like those kind of guys. And the same goes for their center. I mean, I thought that trade in itself was really well ex- executed to, you know, lock up your, you know, future center who everybody was raving about. I mean, you know, some were even dropping him, you know, top 15 in their, you know, mock drafts and such with Linderbaum. It's a, a nice way to kind of, you know, use your first two rounds. But the only thing I'll say, and I think they got a lot of depth on this draft and yeah, obviously getting high marks all around is I do think the, the loss of Marquise Brown. Now I don't love Marquise Brown, the receiver. I don't think that he's somebody I would spend a first round draft pick for, but I guess when I look at it from the other end is, you know, taking another weapon away from Lamar, um, taking away a weapon that he really liked too, just on a personal level, professional level, whatever it is, he's in a contract year. And to me, um, that sends a kind of a poor signal. Now I know what you're saying. Like, you add up, you know, the tight end, you know, depth, and maybe that is how he traditionally has won there. Um, you know, the Ravens are notoriously good drafters. They're notoriously good at, you know, playing it by the books and such. But, but sometimes you got to calculate for, uh, <laughs> you know, that X factor that could be a Lamar Jackson in a in a walk year. You know, it's uh, it got a lot of negative reactions on Twitter with angry faces and sad faces and stuff. And I think. Lamar dropped a couple F bombs on Twitter or something that, you know, they're talking about censoring or what, what have you. But uh, I guess it's the thing to me is it's not about Marquise Brown. It's just more or less like, what are you left with in your wide receiver, you know, pool if you're the Ravens and and how does that make Lamar feel? And, you know, I think this player in empowerment era, it's, it's steering a lot towards the quarterbacks, it's steering, steering a lot towards the wide receivers. So it's kind of like, you know, maybe they have to roll up their sleeves a little bit and go after a Jarvis Landry or, you know, if ODB can be, you know, 
three fourths the player he was last year, be healthy, you know, toward the end of the year. It's maybe it's something they just have to look at and say, you know, isn't a conventional signing of ours, but you kind of a make Lamar happy type move. Um, because you know, there, there could be some, some future movement beyond that. And I don't know if they have a contingency plan if Lamar decides to walk. Yeah, no, I, I think those are good points. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely don't think that they have probably have a contingency plan for Lamar. Uh, you know, I, I think they've kind of put all their eggs in their basket. Like they literally have built the team around him and his skill set, right? So, and even their backups were like, you know, uh, kind of like uh, lesser versions of him, if you will. Like, uh, so yeah, I, I definitely see that. Um, I, I, I think the the Ravens they always seem to be like, hey, uh, you know, everybody's gonna go this way. We're gonna go this way and kind of do it our own way, and then win it this way, right? Like. They've always been that team. It's like, oh, we don't need to have a friend. Like, you know, they won the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer and Joe Flacco. It's like, you know, hey, respectable players in their own rights, but they're definitely not like the Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady's of the world, right? So, um, you know, I, I I guess I respect that. It's it'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. Um, I do like the Jarvis Landry. Uh, I I I think that could be a great acquisition for them if they can get that going. Um, I think he makes sense there. Uh, uh, but I mean, I remember when I was looking at Bateman, I, I, I think that was the the receiver that I thought the bears were going to draft before they traded up for Justin Fields. Uh, he was legit. And, you know, um, uh, he, he's definitely not, I guess, an explosive home run threat, like as a Hollywood Brown. Uh, but you know, du- Duvernay can certainly do some of that stretch the field some, um, and, uh, approach to certain extent, but I, I, I definitely see, them adding in somebody, you know, maybe Wolf Wolf Fuller, if he, you know, he's kind of like that deep threat, maybe they add him. Uh, uh, but, you know, I, I definitely see, I would, I would definitely prefer if I were them to get Landry. I think that solidifies their team more so. Um, and then, yeah, having those tight ends to help block and, and catch too, um, I think is a good combination along with the offensive line, uh, you know, as long as everybody stays healthy. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But I definitely like the way that the Ravens kind of like, you know, we're not going to push it necessarily, but, you know, we're, we're going to take the best available players within this draft, and then we're going to accommodate everything else, uh, especially for the wide receiver side. So, but, and it is interesting because Lamar is negotiating his own behalf, right? So. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't advise it, but, you know, he's doing what he's got to do, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Got to save that, what, 5% or something like that, right? So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's my take. What's your take? You, you have a winner? My winner, you named one of them with the Jets. Um, definitely love what they did with all their picks. Mm-hmm. Um, love what the Eagles did. Just just absolutely love what the Eagles did. You bypass this, you know, is this going to be our next Jalen Rager? Or, you know, who are we going to draft at this wide receiver slot that we're desperately needing to fill? And you get in the first round and basically without – you know, without the extra third round pick, um, you know, that um, the Cardinals gave up with um, with Marquise Brown, you, you ended up landing A.J. Brown with, you know, first round pick and I think a, a hundred plus, uh, you know, overall choice. So it was kind of a, to me, a no brainer. You sign a guy who's in his prime, 24 years old, a complete stud. I mean, he's just proven himself, uh, you know, two, if not three years, you know, straight with Tannehill and the Titans. Uh, you lock him up for a long-term deal at his age. And to me, that's, I mean, that's going to be money. And um, 
you know, on top of that, you, you add two Georgia Bulldogs to your defense. You bring in, you know, D tackle Jordan Davis. Um, you, you grab Nicobe Dean in the third round. Um, they're also talking about Jurgens as a center. I mean, Jason Kelsey even came out and said, this is my replacement. Like he's going to be my guy. I've been scouting, you know, centers in this draft. And this is the guy I would pick to take over my slot. Like that in itself, all that stuff alone for, for Howie and the boys, it's like, that's just uh that's just a win for me. And to know that they have in the next two drafts, you know, multiple firsts, it's, it's, it's scary what the Eagles are building. And, you know, I alluded to this Lamar Jackson thing, like if I'm Lamar and I'm thinking about walking and let's say Jalen Hurts doesn't have, you know, an explosive season this year with, you know, all of his new toys. I mean, that's, that's a pretty hot destination for a quarterback to kind of fall right into. I don't want to project past this draft, but I would just say that, you know, sometimes, you know, we look at a team like the Saints or we look at, you know, even the commanders in the sense, like, you know, grabbing that first round pick and, you know, thinking, okay, we've got, you know, Chris Olave, or we got, you know, uh, the next uh, Jahan Dotson. It's like, well, well, we got AJ Brown. It's like, well, game over. And and I know you're going to spend your money and, and you could get the other guys for, for dirt cheap. But when you know this is like a bona fide number one, he's in his prime, he's 24. Like, here's your money, dude. Have your money. So that was my winner. Yeah. No, that's a good take. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's definitely like okay yeah they they they, get, they traded the first but they got a legit wide receiver um you know now they have two really solid like uh, potentially all pro wide receivers right you know so with Devonte Smith as well right so I think it's it's great it'll be interesting to see I like your take about Lamar Jackson right uh, maybe he's gonna go a whole like like Kevin Durant's like oh well LeBron did that so I mean, I'll do that too maybe we'll go that route win the Super Bowl like with Tom Brady it's like oh Tom Brady. Uh, jump town yeah no loyalty you know so uh yeah and if, if i am a a talented quarterback and i'm looking around who's got draft capital who's got cap space that we can utilize to sign free agents that i like right um yeah again he has no he has no agent to keep him in check or anything like that he's like i'm just gonna do whatever i want <laughs> so if that's the case good for uh, lamar that he holds a lot of cards there um you know, uh, especially as you mentioned, like, oh, they got rid of my buddy too. And he was like, all WTF on Twitter. So, um, no, I think that's a great take. Uh, yeah. Nicobe Dean, I think was a great pick. Um, you know, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if, if he can come. I think he, they, they were saying that like reports, like as I was reading during the draft, it's like, oh yeah, he's hurt. He's injured. And I was like, wait, when, when did this all come about? So, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's a great value pick in terms of where he was, projected i think it was projected in the first and it ended up in the third so um you know i think it's a i think it was a great draft overall by the eagles and then you know we'll see what happens in free agency but yeah jurgens so it's like he's going to replace kelsey like that's a solid move again you know centers especially when you have a good quarterback uh you want them to be solidified there so i I think that's a great pick overall so yeah i agree yeah, definitely. The only other thing I would add for the Eagles is they added two um, undrafted free agent quarterbacks in Carson Strong and EJ Perry. Um, those two were on a list that uh, RG3 had put together for the best remaining quarterbacks after the third round. So uh, to me, that was pretty eye opening. I think Sam Howell was on his list too, um, ended up going the fifth round. But, you know, to kind of, uh, kind of shore up some of the depth behind, um, you know, Jalen Hurts, Gardner Minshew, it's just, you know, if Carson Strong can give you anything, you know, from an upside perspective or maybe EJ Perry, it's just kind of like icing on a cake to what was 
you know, phenomenal draft for the Eagles. Yeah, for sure. I really like uh, uh, Carson Strong. I, I think in terms of a pure passer, he was probably like my favorite of <laughs> the quarterbacks. Uh, granted, he apparently has no legs. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, that that uh, Nevada team, I think, was one of the uh, best uh, offenses in all of uh, college football. I think this previous year was passing wise. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that's a strong take with that. And I, I definitely see like, yeah, he, he could possibly make a run at it if he's given an opportunity. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. I think since we got the winners down, would love to go with the losers. So I want to hear who are your losers, Pat. Yeah. I think my first one, um, although they got a high score on their first pick um, in Charles cross, I thought that the Seahawks, um, you know, going to that 40, 41 slot picks and just whiffing on quarterback. Um, You know, I know this is a down year for the quarterback in terms of, evaluation, um, upside, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, a lot of people have been, you know, just raving about Malik Willis falling to the Titans in the third round and, you know, looking at the Seahawks depth at quarterback, you know, losing Russell Wilson, you know, you're really going to put the faith <laughs> into Drew Locke. You're going to put some faith into Geno Smith. It's like, who are you kidding? And, you know, to kind of go at that pick and, you know, take an edge rusher. Um, I think Mafe got, some pretty decent marks. Um, I don't know if he's a game breaker, if he's game ready uh, at this point, but, you know, then kind of followed up with, you know, Kenneth Walker, the third, I think that you're just running backs, um, you know, for a team that's probably not going to compete, you know, is that really a need of yours, you know, in the third round, you know, in the second round, I should say, you know, you've got Rashad Penny who, you know, flashed some brilliance uh, last year. I think that, you know, Chris Carson's been a guy who's around. I mean, I know injuries have banged him up over the years, but it seems like a guy like uh, Pete Carroll doesn't need to reach on a running back, in my opinion. I mean, no matter how much of a bruiser Kenneth Walker can eventually be, it's just to me to just completely neglect that position. It's the most important position in football. And uh, I mean, you're either completely tanking this year and just saying, okay, what other needs do we have around, you know, our field that we need to cover, but to kind of hit the running back there. And, uh, you know, I heard that they had some uh, pretty decent cornerback uh, picks in the fourth and fifth round that got, you know, Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, not our, not our beloved uh, Laker there, but, um, you know, cornerback out of Cincinnati and then uh, Tariq Woolen, um, the other cornerback, I think they got decent marks. It's just kind of, to me, bigger picture type stuff um, outside of the, you know, exact selections round by round. But uh, what do you think about that, Wayne? I, I had them actually like in my second tier of good quality drafts, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like that. They're like, you know what? We don't like any of these quarterbacks. So why, why are we going to waste the pick? Um, you know, I, I think it was solid. Uh, you know, Charles Cross is good. But my favorite pick out of all of them was probably Boye Mafe out of Minnesota. Um, you know, I think he was one of the highly rated, most highly rated uh, pass rushers by PFF. Uh, Kenneth Walker, sure, you know, running backs are, you know, come, come, kind of coming diamond dozen and all that. And that's fair. Uh, granted, I think he's one of the better ones in this draft, right? So, um, Abraham Lucas, uh, probably one of the best, uh, right tackle prospects out there in terms of passing. So I think he could probably just start, uh, day one. So there, um, and then Pete Carroll just knows cornerbacks. So I definitely see Kobe Bryant and, uh, Tariq Woolen probably playing uh, this in this upcoming season. 
Uh, they got Tyreek Smith, um, who I think is an underrated uh, pass rusher. Uh, so I, I think he could possibly do well. Uh, at least get some reps in there. And then uh, Bo Hamilton is just a burner. So with that four, three speed. So, um, you know, why, why not take that uh, risk in the seventh round? So I, I definitely think that they uh, were just like, yeah, to hell with running or to hell with quarterbacks. We're going to go Gino. <laughs> we're going to go Drew Locke. You know, and I, I kind of admire that though. Again, you know, I, I don't think anybody was sold on any of these quarterbacks. So it's like, why, why would we waste the pick? Um, I think that's the honest, uh, the honest opinion. And, P. Carroll is only getting older. I think he's what 70, 71 or something. So like, I don't want to develop another quarterback. Like to hell with that. So um yeah, go with Gino. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I see what you're saying. I mean, I think, you know, if they they filled up some depth, um, you know, with with some players that obviously, you know, received high enough ratings from PFF or, you know, in P. Carroll's brain. I mean, I think that, you know, he's won a championship, so he has a right to you know, kind of maybe past there. I'm just, uh, I'm still thinking this team is set up for, you know, uh, a top five, you know, draft choice next year. And maybe that's by design. Maybe they want a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud next year in the draft. I mean, if that's part of their planning, then, hey, maybe I'll, I'll you know, pull back a little bit on the reins here. But uh, yeah, just, I mean, to me, I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm kind of grounded in the fact that it's just, I, I think he, it kind of feels like a Bill Belichick thing to me and a Tom Brady thing. Like, Hey, you know, I established the winning culture here. It was the Legion of boom who got all those, you know, Super Bowl appearances and, you know, won those divisions. It wasn't as much Russell Wilson. So now you know, I'm going to prove to the world that I can come out and, uh, you know, pick who I want. I'm not going to completely avoid the position. I'm going to show the world like, Hey, I've got the chops to, to get us back to the playoffs. And, uh, you know, if he can do it all the more power to him, I just, uh, yeah, yeah I, I felt that was a little neglectful. Yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely see that. Um, you know, if I, I guess it's like if they did take like, I don't know, uh, a Sam Howell or something like that, would that would that change everything? Like, I don't know. I, I don't see it. Right. So I think that's that's my thought process there. But I do like the point about Pete Carroll being like, you know, I, I kind of was part of that build this like the Legion of Boop. Like I, I was a defensive minded coach and all that. I'm a defensive uh, back, you know, a former defensive back. So I know how to create an awesome secondary and a nice defensive culture. And, you know, yeah, I can get another Russell Wilson, you know, stuff like that. But um, yeah, maybe they are tanking and maybe that is a, a, a you know, a, a different approach, uh, I think, to what they're doing. Uh, hopefully they can keep, you know, Metcalf and Glocka because those guys are studs. But um, yeah, I think they're just like, none of these quarterbacks interest me. We're not we're not forced to, to take any of them, and we're gonna stick with Gino and Drew Locke for the for this year at least, and see what happens. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think I think they did with the picks, did well with the picks that they had, and uh, kind of let the draft come to them. And I don't know, made the most of it. Um, so I don't know, but we'll see uh, how it pans out for them. I think I think those are fair points. Um, yeah, we got next. I guess moving on to my second loser here. Um, Sorry, man. It's our hometown Chicago Bears. I <laughs> <laughs> legitimately didn't think we were going to come to this. I mean, I think we are both really in on uh, Ryan Poles' as GM, and I'm not going to jump off the, the wagon yet. I mean, I, I don't think anyone should really overreact too harshly. I think that there was some fair critiques based on our needs. But, um, you know, I like the Kyler Gordon pick. I think that, 
you know, getting a guy who can instantly slot in as your starting cornerback, uh, got really high reviews. Um, seems like the type that can help turn around the Bears secondary. And even Jaquan Brisker um, probably would be our, you know, starting strong safety, which is good too. It it just kind of felt like uh, from a lot of what the analysts were saying and just kind of knowing the Bears from, you know, being in Chicago all these years and kind of seeing the teams we've, we've built is that, you know, Justin Fields kind of got left hanging a little bit with, you know, depth at the line position and then just also in the wide receiver room is just, you know, besides Mooney, um, you know, trusting some of these one-year signings, it's like um, we just need to make sure that he stays healthy this entire year and uh, is kept upright and, you know, maybe can build some rapport relationships with guys he's passing the ball to. It's just, uh, you know, felt a little underwhelming um, with the Velas Jones selection. I heard 25 years old, maybe the oldest player at the position in the draft. Um you know, they weren't just really high on his upside or, you know, thinking that that was the right pick there. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of that, I mean, I don't know. Just looking down the rest of the draft board for the Bears, it's, you know, grabbing a couple linemen, you know, later toward the end of the draft. I don't really think any of them really stood out in terms of, you know, ratings, reviews, or guys that are going to slot in as starters at right tackle or anything like that. It seems like they're all fighting for, you know, depth positions at that point. But um, mm-hmm. did you hear anything differently? Do you think that any of these guys uh, – you know, throughout our draft have more potential than I'm forecasting them or the analysts are. Yeah. The only one. So I, I like, I like that take. Cause and I, and I agree. Uh, like, I don't think they did enough to help Justin Fields here. Like I, I, I simply don't. Uh, I think I honestly think, and I, I, I've been reading Bear's Twitter. We're not hard enough on, like, we need to realize, like, uh, we need to be reaching for the stars when it comes to off modern modern day offenses, even like more so, you know, like something, a team like the Ravens, like we're, I don't think we, I think we're so dumb or we're so, uh, I don't know. Um, we just don't know what a good offense looks like for the hometown bears. So we're not as hard on, on it's like, okay, our best quarterback of all time is Jay Cutler. It's like, great. Um, we're not that hard on, on our, on our offense and, and how we can generate that. So, um, yeah, I was, I was underwhelmed on offense. Uh, I think Coward Jones and Brisker make sense. I'll, I'll give it to you that great value picks. Uh, those are day one starters and, you know, uh, great contributors, uh, for defense. Uh, but obviously it's like, we're investing, uh, we, we drafted a, a very talented rookie, uh, quarterback. Um, we didn't make any splashes in free agencies, uh, uh, in free agency, you know, we added like maybe more depth type of, um, offensive linemen more. So, uh, Vilas Jones did not like the pick, uh, at all. Um, I was actually much more about, uh, I think Khalil Shakir. I, I, I think he fits kind of what we were looking for more. So, um, granted, I think he doesn't have the biggest arms, but I'm like, you know, that's why you got to throw the ball to him. Uh, and then, but Vilas Jones, uh, I think I heard rumors like what Justin Fields says, oh, I want him to play on my team. Like, yeah, but he's not thinking about tw- he's 25 years old. Like, this is probably as good as he's going to be. Like, he- like, do you really honestly believe Vilas Jones is going to come in at 25 and just like all of a sudden getting a thousand yards and like running for 300 yards rushing or something like that? You know, if they're going to use him on 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 like jet sweeps and stuff like that. I don't think so. So I don't I don't like the pick. Um, I, I think they maybe took that Justin Fields uh, saying, be like, oh, let's draft him in the third round. Um, they could have picked him in, you know, fifth or sixth, I think. Uh, even if they didn't, who cares? Like, <laughs> you can get another, I don't know. I feel like you, you could have got Bo Melton or something like that, right? If that was the case, I think he went in like sixth or fifth. Um, the, the best pick in the later rounds, I would say, 
Dominique Robinson is okay. You know, I know he's athletic and all that, but he's so raw, like so raw. Like, I think I was playing wide receiver and all that. So, so raw, but I will say Braxton Jones, like I was a big fan of him. Um, I, I was one of those sickos that watched the senior bowl and then apparently they watched the senior bowl and they were like, this guy like was going against first rounders and all that and was holding up on his own. I know he's from South Utah, FCS and all that, but, um, he looked really good in the senior bowl. So I think they fell in love with him. I, I liked him. I, I kind of hoped that the bears drafted him in the fifth round, um, which they did here. So I don't mind that, but to your point, like the rest, I mean, hopefully one of them pans out. I just don't see it. Um, and then, I don't know. Like, I, I just think, again, we are so um, – uh, we just don't know what a good offense looks like. Like, we need to have higher standards. <laughs> like, look around. Watch the NFL. Like, this this is your rookie quarterback. He's only got a couple years on his rookie contract. Uh, like, are we really going to put everything into next year? I know we have, like, 100 whatever million dollars in cap next year, but, like, are we really going to be putting everything there? Because he may not make it. He may lose his confidence this year. Like, a lot can happen this year, and there's just not enough support. So, um, you know, I don't know what else we can do in free agency. Like, are we going to get a Julio Jones? Are we going to get Alec Hearns, like, wide out? Like, I don't know what other tackles or offensive linemen that are out there that we can put in there. Like, I don't see anything, really. So, um, to your point, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to feel, I guess, completely optimistic. So, but, you know, that maybe this is like the whole Cleveland Indians or whatever it was back in that major league, uh, uh, that, that uh, movie and everything. It's like, we're just going to get like a 25-year-old <laughs> rookie wide receiver and a bunch of other people from everywhere. Maybe they will mesh or whatever. So, I, you know, I want to be optimistic, but, man, I was thinking about putting them here. And I was like, you know what? Maybe not. We can talk about them. But I would, I'm on your boat with regards to this. So. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I'd like to think that Ryan Poles and this, uh, this crew understands the legacy and history that this bears, you know, offense has left behind it. And they thought he would be smarter about the construction, knowing that like, okay, after round two, you know, we're really going to be, you know, maybe left with some really limited options at wide receiver, no tackle. And he just probably would have known that. And maybe, maybe the guys he took, he just felt faith in, in terms of, you know, what he saw, just cornerback safety and just knowing, okay, I know I'm going to bank on these two picks and I just don't want to, maybe I don't want to stretch it a little bit too much if I'm not, you know, super confident about, you know, one of these wide receivers like a Sky Moore or George Pickens with an injury, you know, concern or something like that. So it's like, yeah, I really don't know what was going through his head the whole, the whole day, but um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bury them just yet. I'd love to see, you know, what more they have left in the tank in the off season next year. And yeah, I just, you know, as a Bears fan, uh, you know, it's just hard to, to kind of walk fields out there and just, uh, you know, uh, with what he's got surrounding him right now, it's just, uh, it's, it's looking like it's going to be a pretty ugly season. Yeah, I know. Like, I feel it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be like a Daniel Jones type of situation. Then if, if that's the case, it's like, are we really going to wait till like year three to develop and like, do we not know how to develop quarterbacks? Well, apparently we don't. So um, <laughs> it's like it to, to Ryan Paul's defense though. It's like, like, uh, and it, I think I was hearing somebody talk about it. Uh, I think it might've been on the ringer podcast, but they were just like, Ryan Poles is trying to do the best with what he had. Um, you know, uh, Ryan Pace, like mortgaged the future, right. For Justin Fields, um, kind of going all YOLO there because, you know, he knew his job was on the line. Great. Great. We got Justin Fields. We got this talent that 
you know, a lot of people are like, oh, we see the talent there. Um, and we think he, he can project well to the NFL. Uh, but right now it's like there's so many holes uh, within the offense uh, and defense. But, you know, uh, it looks like we fixed up the secondary some, signs of free agents. But, you know, um, like you got to make us you got to make a little bit of a splash. I, I think Paul's might be a little too conservative. Uh, in terms of, I don't know, cap spend and, and, and all that, like the draft, I get it, you know, Hey, let's trade back. Uh, I, I think there was, I think they were probably gunning for Kennard um, uh, in the fifth round. And I, I think that's where they're just like, let's just get as many picks as we can after this. Cause you know, we were kind of gunning for him, but didn't up, didn't end up with him. Um, Cause you know, he definitely could have fit in a right guard, I think, and just uh, kind of mall mall over there. So um yeah, it's it's kind of just unfortunate. Poles is trying to, I guess, make the best of what he has. Uh, but there's got to be a time where it's like, I got to make a move. I got to do something that's like, okay, uh, we're setting Justin Fields up for success. And I don't know, it's, it's hard to like be like, oh, yeah, they're definitely doing that uh, right now. So, yeah. Um, yeah, not in my opinion, not in yours. Um, did you have any other losers for teams, uh, you know, in the draft? Yeah, I mean... Patriots. <laughs> uh, Bill Belichick, hell, hell of a coach, but good God, what was he doing? Um, you know, I like how McVeigh, <laughs> if you saw that video, it was like, wait, like, I think they were thinking, man, he must be, he must have been drinking and stuff like that. He's like, well, we're going to pick him in the third round or whatever. Um, but yeah, Strange was definitely a reach. Uh, you know, get him in the second round at least. Like, I don't know. Uh, they definitely could have done more uh, elsewhere with regards to that. But, you know, a lot of people were high and strange. So, you know, maybe we're the fools. But, yeah, you know, he, he, he can definitely be a starter. But, you know, they, they definitely could have waited or traded back with regards to that. But um, and out of the rest of the picks, they had they drafted uh, Zappy in the fourth. So it's like you got a, you got a quarterback to the backup quarterback. Um, so I don't I, I mean, they, they do this a lot, right? Uh, just like, oh, let's draft a quarterback and see what happens. Uh, maybe he shows up in a training camp or preseason, just like, oh, you know, maybe we can train him for like, I don't know, a second or a third round or something like that, right? But um, I didn't see too much in Zappi. I think I saw a little bit of the senior bowl, didn't do too much. Uh, saw him in the combine, didn't do too much, but he passed for like 5,000 yards. So must have been doing something right. Um, two running backs too, uh, when they have, uh two running backs of their own that were like oh yeah they're they're good they drafted again like so that now their room is full of four running backs uh so it's like okay we're just not gonna let mac jones pass apparently and uh utilize these people so i don't know i don't understand uh but i'm not a hall of fame uh coach so i guess i can't say but i just don't get the draft so yeah yeah i think they got that uh was it taekwon thornton uh at like one of Highest 40 times. I think Mel Kuyper had him outside of his top 25 receivers and stuff too. So that's like an extra, you know, toss in there. But uh, yeah, it seemed kind of strange. I mean, I agree with the analysis in the sense that almost every pick that they made early on was kind of laughed at <laughs> and mocked and ridiculed by analysts and stuff. So I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to have to dig in, you know, dig in a little bit and figure out like what really, you know, happened there with the Patriots. But it's just really hard to bet against Bill Belichick, his mindset, what he looks for in players, you know, how he possibly could just train these guys to be what he wants or, you know, sees, you know, whether it's uh, just some intelligence or in-game 
you know, instincts or, you know, just raw ability, how he can convert them into stars. And I, I do think all that being said, you do make a good point about where you actually draft these players based on what their value is, because, you know, maybe you could have got a Cole Strange in the second round. You could have, you know, got somebody who was a clear, you know, bona fide first rounder instead, you know, in round one or, you know, grab Thornton in the third or fourth and then, you know, fill in him, you know, fill in that second round pick with somebody who's just more of a standout. Maybe it's the Cole Strange pick there. But uh, if you were to do any of the Patriots picks over again, based on the board or, you know, what do you think the Patriots may need? You know, do you think there was, you know, better use of that, you know, selection, maybe in the first or second round? Um, I don't know that you think, you know, possibly Bill Belichick could have, uh, you know, molded into a, a Patriot in the way that he does, or, um, you know, it just would have been a more sensible choice in those, in those early slots. Yeah, but then I, I think that then the uh, the Bears wouldn't get their cornerback. Uh, I think that's who they <laughs> they probably <laughs> ought to have taken. You know, I, I know that the Patriots took uh, um, the, the 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 two Joneses, right? And uh, I, I think it was like the third or fourth fourth round picks, uh, Marcus Jones and then Jack Jones. So you know, I, I think they're looking at corner. I, I think they probably could have picked, uh, um, you know, yeah, maybe Kyler Gordon or Booth, uh, Ahmed Booth uh, uh, from Clemson there. So. Uh, I think they could have gotten them and then, you know, maybe Taekwon, maybe not take him there, maybe take the Cole Strange there in the second round. So that's what I probably would take. But um, yeah, it's it's hard in this day and age to draft us to two running backs and think that this is a good draft. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, you know, uh, Belichick, I, I think I heard something about Belichick that he, uh, the Patriots, how they draft is different in that they have like a list of just, you know, 50 or a hundred guys or something like that. Um, and then they're like, we're going to take these people and we're going to figure out, you know, who, uh, or, you know, we're, we're just going to take these people and we're not going to look at 300 or 400 people. We're just going to focus on these people and that's it. So that might've been it. That might've been why they took two running backs in this draft. And we're like, we're just going to go with these people. So um, that's true. That's interesting, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not unlike Belichick to have three or four running backs in his back pocket though. It almost seems like every year, yeah. um, if you're looking at the depth chart or you're just trying to figure out like what to make in the Patriots backfield, you're always like, okay, is James White back around this year? And, you know, do they still have Ramondre Stevenson and all these other guys? It's Brandon Bolden's. It's like, he just loves uh, maybe a guy who can play special teams running back a little, mm-hmm. you know, punt return, kick return, whatever else he may need. I, I don't know why it like seems to stem from the running back position, but he, you know, he seems to view them a little bit differently than a guy like Pete Carroll, who's, you know, willing to throw topics at him. So, um yeah it's uh yeah it's a little confounding but but he's been that his entire career but yeah a stinker of a draft like sure like i uh yeah i think <laughs> it's like just know how to develop like gamers like in in a way that you know most teams don't and you know even if uh some of these picks get eyebrows raised at him i think like at the end of the day that guy's been you know and that organization has been really good at you know developing players but you know yeah maybe they overstepped their bounds here a little bit yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they did, but yeah, they'll, they'll probably win the Super Bowl next year. I don't know. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, yeah. If, if they did great, you know, uh, strange and Taekwon, uh, granted, you know, when was the last time the, the Patriots drafted a good wide receiver, right? It feels like they, they just don't, they, they, like, unless it's like a late round, you know, Edelman or something like that. Right. I think they drafted, but other than that, like, it always seems like at least in recent years, um, they've been like when Nikhil Harry, uh, was it Jacoby Meyer? Like, you know, not like game changes, right? So 
I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, it'll be interesting if any of these people pan out. But I mean, Strange will probably be a starter for sure. The rest, it's like, where are exactly are they going to fit? Um, but I don't know. Marcus Jones seems like he's pretty good, small, but uh, very, you know, a game changer. He makes a lot of plays. So yeah, you know, hopefully they, I, 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 I would give the benefit of the doubt to Belichick in terms of developing good talent on defense. So uh, I think they'll be, be solid there. So, yeah. That sounds good. Um, are there any other, you know, teams, I guess, moving into the off season next season um, that just have maybe some glaring needs or, you know, things you thought about post draft about where, you know, a certain team may be heading going into the year, any like sleepers or um, just teams that have some obvious needs that were, you know, not addressed in this draft. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl, and that, they just said the Patriots were. Um, I think, you know, in terms of sleepers, uh, I, I don't know if it's being talked enough, but the Chargers are killing this offseason. Like, it, they, they just are. Like, they've completely revamped their defense. They have, like, you know, like all pros basically on all levels. Um, I think they're having, like, the best – to me, I think they're having the best offseason in terms of, you know, re-signing free agents. Uh and then retooling, uh, you know, with free agents, drafts, uh, and, and all that. So I, I just feel like they're kind of winning everything. You know, they got Khalil Mack, who is hopefully going to be healthy, uh, opposite Bosa. Um, you know, they resigned their their wide receivers or, or with Mike Williams, uh, you know, again to pair up with Keenan. So it's like they're gearing up. So I'm I'm very excited to see what they're going to do. Uh, so you know, I think they'll probably build up build off of what happened, I guess, last season. Uh, you know, getting some playoff experience there. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited for them to see see if they progress. If Justin Herbert's going to take the, take things to the next level, um, and then yeah, if the defense can show up and and you know provide uh, some stoppage to get Herbert more touches, you know. So I'm very excited to think about if I'm a Chargers fan. But yeah, are there any teams that you're like, oh yeah, they're they're a lot better? I think set off right now. Yeah, and I think on my end, um, I would say the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, very interesting to see what they do with Tyreek Hill. I mean, you you trade off your most dynamic playmaker, um, perhaps in your team's history. Uh, you know, you still got Travis Kelsey around, but then you know, bringing in Juju Smith-Schuster, MVS, um, it's kind of going to lead to a, a different look for that team. I mean, I think that's a pretty decent receiving core of those three. Um, and then you got the two picks uh, in the first round. Um, Looks like they took a corner in Trent McDuffie, um, George Karlaftis um, at the end. Um, and also moving in the second round, they picked up Sky Moore, who I had projected at number 30 in the first round. They, you know, happened to pick him there, but just felt like it was a good fit. I mean, he almost kind of fits the mold of a, of a Tyreek Hill. Um, won't say they don't deliver the same kind of explosiveness or, you know, upside that he may have. But in the same sense, it's like they kind of, you know, realized that the writing was on the wall after last year. I think we, you even touched on this um, in our last episode, but, you know, kind of being embarrassed on the defensive end by the Bills, kind of just being picked apart. It, it was an area that they definitely needed to focus on, you know, secondary, um, really all across the, you know, the defensive side. And, I, you know, Leo Chanel, I've heard his name pop up a bit, you know, coming in at linebackers. So just adding a little bit more depth to their court there. Um, you know, this is kind of a, I don't want to say a make or break year, but it'll really be telling, you know, which direction that franchise is going because mm-hmm. they've had such a really nice reign. And like you're saying with the chargers, I mean, I've, I've definitely seen, you know, the signings of, uh, you know, in the quarterback with JC Jackson, um, right. you know, as well with Khalil Mack, like you're saying, it's just, uh, 
you know, a team that already had all the offensive prowess, I think it needs, um, you know, kind of excel at the next level, but mm-hmm. it also had, you know, Russell Wilson, and the Broncos, Derek Carr getting Devonte Adams in, you know, Las Vegas. It's just that whole division is going to kind of be fun to watch and just up in the air in general. But, you know, this is just the chiefs moving into the next chapter. I just want to see, you know, what is that actually going to look like? Yeah. Yeah. It's like an arms race. I, I was chatting with one of my uh, Las Vegas Raiders friends and it's like, you know, uh, uh, we're seeing like, oh, the Raiders are getting interior defense alignment. So therefore the chiefs are going to get canard in the draft or like, it's, it's just, it's nuts. Like, you know, this is the, this is the level I want the bears to be operating on. Uh, and I, I, you know, obviously, Hey, it's early in the, in, in the polls era and all that, but, um, I, I, I agree with the chiefs. I, I, I think that they are very positioning, they're positioning themselves. I think they made the right moves. I think, Sky Moore, great. Uh, you know, he's not going to be your Tyreek Hill year one and all that, but I definitely, you know, a lot of people have rejected him as a first rounder and like kind of like a Steve Smith. So if he can reach that, you know, that level, like that's a game changer. Uh, I still have Nicole, Nicole Harmon, uh, you know, it's stretched the field too with some of that speed. And uh, yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster um, and, uh, and Kelsey are still weapons there. Uh, and yeah, they loaded up on their secondary. So I think they're better off there. Uh, hopefully Thornhill isn't uh, a safety anymore for them or starting at least I think good backup special teamer, but uh, he's not a good, he's not a good starting safety uh, there. And I'm glad that they got uh, Brian cook and uh, yeah, drafted three corners, good sized uh, corners there. So definitely they were like, yeah, let's, let's make, a, let's make a little couple of changes here. So very good off season so far, I think for the chiefs. Definitely. Um do you have any parting thoughts as we kind of wrap up this uh, three-part series? I mean, it's – yeah, it, it'll be interesting what happens, I think, going into next year. But, I mean, as a Bears fan, I'm like, how about those Ravens? Not so bad. They had a great offseason. <laughs> it'll be interesting what happens, but I don't know. I, I like it. It'll be fun. Uh, I think the Ravens are going to be good. I think the Chiefs are going to be good. And I think the Chargers, you know, the team to watch, I think, coming into next season. So, but what about you? Yeah, at least for me, I, I would say uh, the Green Bay Packers is my final thought and just how they're going to lock up the NFC North again, um, you know, moving into next year. You know, if you're looking at the first round and the picks they had and what they kind of needed, what was speculated, um, I was getting kind of nervous for their fan base, just kind of seeing the two defensive choices. I mean, Wyatt and uh, and um, Kawhi Walker, I mean, both had pretty high marks and filled needs for them on the defensive side of the ball. It's just kind of you know, nervous for, you know, what would come if uh, Rodgers was left with no, you know, receiver in the draft. And uh, in the very next round, they ended up trading with a division rival, um, I believe it was the Minnesota Vikings, who, you know, were able to kind of move down and, you know, hand Christian Watson over to the Packers, um, who potentially could just be an, an amazing, uh, you know, deep threat weapon for a guy like Aaron Rodgers and somebody they'll mold into the next, you know, Packers receiver, you know, star. So, um, I totally see that happening and, uh, yeah, just kind of scratching my head with what the rest of the NFC North, uh, you know, ended up doing with their own drafts, um, in general and kind of conceding, you know, to each other and, and to the Packers. And it's, it's just kind of funny cause you just, you're, you know, for Rogers, he's probably a little bit nervous. Like I'm really gonna have to grind out this year to, you know, bring my team back to the playoffs and, you know, work our way through the first round. Now it's like, they probably were just gifted a first round buy or something of the sort. So, um, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the Packers will be interesting. Uh, yeah. Christian Watson would have loved to, would have loved to, uh, for him to drop to the bears and all that, but 
quite a talent and the, the Packers always seem to uh, pull up, you know, with the second round wide receivers, never a first, but always the second, second round wide receivers uh, performing pretty well for them. So um, yeah, you know, I, I think they had a decent draft overall, uh, but hopefully, uh, I don't know, they all suck, but I don't, it's hard <laughs> to say. Uh, hopefully it takes a little bit longer for Christian Watson to jump into that role of like the Devontae Adams uh, in there, but I just don't see that happening. I, I think they'll succeed pretty well. Uh, Watson seems like quite a talent, especially on the long ball uh, and the deep ball, which I think I know Rogers is really good at. So, yeah, we'll see, but um, hopefully uh, love to be wrong, I think, in this situation, but it's hard to kind of go against Rogers and all that. So, yeah. Definitely. Well, I think that's a wrap for this episode. Um, you know, check us out on the outlets that we're on uh, for podcasts and for social media. Um, if you have any, you know, teams that you thought stood out this year in the draft, please let us know, you know, who you enjoyed watching or if you saw a big blunder uh, pick or trade that, that transpired um, you know, over the weekend, you know, let us know too in the comments. Uh, we're happy to engage with you guys and, uh, you know, keep an eye out for us. I think, you know, we may tra- transition to another sport or another you know set of topics here for our next round. But you know, really appreciated doing the NFL draft coverage this year. Awesome, thank you all.